this to be as accurate as I possibly can. And some of the notes in my diary are things that are still pending. So I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not going to mention the names. And I may have to do this a lot starting right about now because we're getting into conversations and work that we're doing to try and pass the Big Cat Public Safety Act, which will ban cub petting and phase out private ownership. And a lot of these meetings that we're having with legislators and influencers are happening behind the scenes. And of course, we don't want to tip off our opponents who are people who abuse animals and want to see them being bred for life in cages. So I'm going to have to be kind of careful about who I mention by name and who I don't. And so I don't know if this will make any sense by the time I get done with it. And there may be several more of these in the future because I keep these notes as kind of a um, memory once our bill does finally pass of what it took to get here. So <laughs> blank sets up meetings with lawmaker blank and influencers blank and blank. <laughs> Good morning, team. Congressman has offered 312 at 3 p.m. for a reschedule at his office located at blank. Please confirm that you can join us this day and time. I will send out a calendar notice. And this is another member of Congress saying, we will be getting a new date and time options from Congressman blank and we'll share these once we have heard back from them. For follow-up from Mayor Buckhorn's meeting, our notes for other groups for outreach were blank with the National League of Cities and blank also suggests we set up a meeting with the Feld family. That was the people who owned Ringling. And this is because back in 2015, we were trying to make this Big Cat Public Safety Act bill a lot more encompassing than it currently is. Right now, in 2021, the only thing that it does is bans cub petting and phases out private ownership. But some of the things we really felt like we needed to address were things like, once these people lose their license, they just go work for somebody else with a license. And so this is why we were trying to work with Feld instead of against them, because they had people training tigers for them that had lost their license in other situations. So we were going to meet with the Feld family and make sure we can get the Ringling Brothers to work on the issue or to at least be neutral. And then it says, we don't have a relationship with blank, but we put a call in to him so that we can pursue a conversation. We do have a relationship with the lobbyist for Feld and would be happy to connect with him next week in Tallahassee to open up a dialogue to try and arrange a meeting with him if you wish to do this. My understanding is that you previously engaged them with no success, which was true. If you want to, us to attempt again, just let us know. And then this is stuff where the influencer was talking to a member of Congress and she said, uh, she was looking as to clear, the, the Congress member was saying, she wanted clarification as to whether or not Big Cat Rescue was interested in this bill because we wanted to own a Bengal tiger or if we wanted to stop our neighbors from owning one. And we, of course, confirmed that our position was we didn't think anybody should own tigers, including us. And then these were the notes from the meeting with Mayor Buckhorn. We welcomed and had some small talk and intros. The influencer would tee up and share their interest in what was going on. Me or Jen would share the history and the specifics of the current issues. We needed to keep this focused and concise to about 10 minutes. 
And then the influencers asked for another member of Congress to weigh in on this. And then the influencers also asked for the issue to be shared with the U.S. Congress of Mayors. And then we closed with an invitation to have them come out and visit the sanctuary. Because when they come to the sanctuary, we can show them this is what happens when people are allowed to pet tigers. They end up having to be rescued from horrible situations. So some of the topics that we included whenever we were going in and talking to these people were the 2013 City Commission of Hallandale Beach, Florida, where they voted to ban bullhooks, bucking straps, and other cruel devices used to train and dominate animals to perform tricks for entertainment. We talked about the city of Miramar and Leon County. And what those counties and cities had done was the Florida Wildlife Commission insists that it has constitutional authority to make all the rules regarding wild animals in the state of Florida. I think they're wrong. But what they try to do is keep the cities and counties from being able to do anything that would prevent somebody from owning a tiger in their backyard. And so these cities and counties had come up with some clever ways of saying, like, you couldn't have a fence that was in excess of six feet high. Well, the, if you had that rule that applied to everybody, and it has to apply to everybody, then if the state of Florida was requiring you to have an eight-foot fence, you wouldn't be able to meet that standard, and you wouldn't be able to have your tiger in your backyard. Which, back then, it probably wasn't even eight feet. <laughs> six feet probably wasn't the issue. It was probably like four feet to six feet, but at any rate... That's how they'd gotten around it. August 20 and this, the rest of these were incidents that had happened. So often whenever you're dealing with a member of Congress, they want to hear, well, how does it apply to me and the area that I deal with? So on August 22nd of 2006, Tampa, Florida, Lowry Park Zoo, an open cage at Lowry Park Zoo led to Sumatran tiger named Inshallah being shot to death by the zoo's chief executive officer, Lex Salisbury. The CEO had recently fired a long-term keeper who was considered too concerned about the animal's welfare in favor of hiring staff who would not speak up for the animals. A keeper with only two weeks of training with tigers was left by himself in charge. ACA, USDA, and the Florida Wildlife Commission all acknowledged that there is no standardized training required. February 17, 2004, Dade City, Florida. A pet cougar is found lounging near a neighbor's pool three-tenths of a mile away from his home. Animal possessors, animals possessor retrieves animal without incident, but she will have to appear in court for allowing a cougar to escape. And that was in the Tampa Tribune. May 12, 2002, Tampa, Florida. A 350-pound African lion at Bush Gardens ripped off the arm of a zookeeper standing next to the lion's cage while she was giving a private tour to her family. The attack occurred shortly after the zookeeper had fed the lion pieces of meat during a training exercise. And that was in the Tampa Tribune. Sorry about all the blanks in that, but I think you can appreciate that we have to keep some things secret until we finally manage to get this bill across the finish line. We don't want to be giving away all of our strategies. <laughs> 